This is Startup Renegades, a raw conversation with founders, entrepreneurs, and the unicorns among us who have taken their idea and turned it into a thriving, profitable brand. I'm your host, Shauna Armitage, and my work as a fractional marketing director has led me to connect with dozens and dozens of founders in all stages of their startup journeys. Whether they're bootstrapping or fundraising or have capital on hand, there's one big question founders always ask, how do I grow this thing? On Startup Renegades, we'll explore how they did it, and you'll walk away with actionable steps you can take on your own journey to scalable growth. Okay, so I remember the first day that I got this email from someone named Fred saying that they were going to be at my meeting. And that was the first time that I was introduced to Fireflies. So you can imagine my excitement when I got to interview Chris Romanini on the show today. He is a founder at Fireflies, a former PM at Microsoft, and he stumbled into entrepreneurship and built Fireflies AI over five years ago. And now the company is globally distributed in more than 10 countries. Throughout Krish's journey, he's had to learn the hard way, how to build teams, find product market fit, and scale the company. And he's going to talk to me a little bit about that today. But what I really, really enjoyed hearing about was how this company not only had product market fit, but really came into the market at the right time and how they were able to use word of mouth to successfully grow. And now they haven't just pivoted, but they've evolved. And the company has grown into so much more to be just a fabulous tool for teams and companies and founders all over the world. It's going to be something you want to check out. They offer a seven-day free trial, and I will put the code in the show notes for you. But for right now, let's chat with Krish, learn all about the Fireflies journey and how they scaled this company so massively in just under three years. It's an amazing story. I know you're going to love it. So let's listen in. Hey there, Krish. Welcome to the show. Hi, Shauna. I am excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on the show. Let's start at the very beginning for you. What did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, that's actually a very interesting question. (laughs) I probably felt like when I was first growing up that I wanted to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is something that I was focused on exclusively throughout high school. Was not even into much tech stuff while, while growing up. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to specifically be like a plastic surgeon. That was something random that I had picked up on. And I did a lot of internships, a lot of stuff, even my first year of college related to that. But at some point in time, I realized I wanted to do something that's going to be able to impact a lot of people Mm -hmm. versus just like, you know, I think what doctors do is really noble. It's very like difficult to get there. But the impact you have is on a certain number of people in your lifetime because you see one patient at a time. But I wanted to do something that could be far reaching. So that's where I realized technology was the most exciting way to get there. That's a really interesting perspective. And you're not wrong. So how did you pivot? Because you had wanted to be a doctor, you were, you know, going to school, you were already putting in the hard work. What did you do to pivot for yourself? So I switched over to a completely different track of education. But in high school, I remember taking my AP computer science classes, 
you know, I was used to play games. Like, so th- there was a little bit of exposure from that. And that okay. was like a starting point. But what really was a game changer was my freshman year summer, I decided to learn to code and build something with a fellow friend. And we built an app. After my freshman year of college, we started just going through the entire process. We hired a few of our friends or we brought them over. It was almost like working on a club project, group project. We ended up building a solution that could be used by several thousand universities. It sounds kind of fun the way that you're explaining it. You're like, we had this tech club and, and we just started building stuff together. I want to back you up for one second because you know you talk about tech and how you started building. But one thing that I don't think that you mentioned is like, what was the problem that you were solving? So a lot of people build apps, right? But then you're saying like, this could be used by all of these people. What was it? Why was it important for you to solve this problem? Yeah. So at least when I was in college, the problem we were trying to solve at that point in time was how do we bring communities together and how do we get people to meet in person? Okay. So this was before Facebook events was created. We said, okay, there's a lot of activities going on around college. We just had our first year of college. How could we make it better for future students, freshmen, and so forth? So we wanted to build an app that was a real-time feed of all the activities that are going on around campus and anyone can go and join them. Maybe it's like a pickup soccer game or there is a food festival. So a lot of things that you don't hear about. Mm-hmm. But if could there be one news feed where you can see all the events that are happening at your university and then go tag along, meet new friends, um, get involved in new activities, right? Something beyond just like what you would do in a club. Yeah, and so that it. was the starting point of getting people together. And it was really really exciting, though, like, you know, we only worked on it for that summer. But just we were able to recruit ambassadors across many different universities and campuses. What started out as like a fun idea between two people like, hey, we're not doing anything this summer. Let's like work on something. Let's hack something together. And then that turned into a full fledged like product. And we have a few people working on the team, we working on marketing, it was just a very exciting little adventure. Yeah. And then long story short, like I went on to do a few other projects like that with different friends in college. And yeah, I always got that thrill of working on starting something from scratch. I think there was just something really fun doing that. But after college, I ended up going to Microsoft, working on a more established product. And then I think the craving still hit like where, hey, I want to work on something like where I can just kind of take it from zero to one. And I didn't know much about enterprise software or all of that stuff. But one way or the other, I was able to kind of find myself into doing what we're doing here at Fireflies today. Okay, so I kind of backed you up before. I want to fast forward a little bit now because something that you said really stands out to me is that, you know, you really liked starting from scratch and that you did all of these projects. I mean, it sounds like you had some amazing experiences and and gained amazing experience for yourself as a technician and as an entrepreneur. But When you like to start all of these little projects, how do you know when it's time to stop starting them and to like stick with one and grow it? Yeah, I was fortunate in college where a lot of these were hackathons that we were just doing for fun and seeing if it has any legs. So, I mean, I talked about the social app that we built. I ended up working on like a drones project with my current co-founder. We worked on like crypto wallets. So we worked on so many different projects, a lot in the consumer space. Mm -hmm. But then I realized like in order to build something that one generates revenue and money 
And two, something that is like a must have, like it's not a vitamin, it's a painkiller. And in order to build that, like we were thinking, okay, I want to make people's time more efficient. Like time is the most precious resource that's out there. How can we make people more productive? And so productivity software was this nice little bridge from consumer to business software. And, you know, the current version of what we're doing here at Fireflies didn't occur on the first day, but we started with that single thesis that, hey, there's a lot of conversations going on. How can I help people stay on top of all the conversations and remember every conversation they've ever had? So if I go into a meeting and then I come back six months later, can I remember what I said on that meeting? That was the crux of what we wanted to solve. So it was then like as we started working on that specific project that we realized, hey, this could be something more. It's not just a little hackathon or a little uh, product. This could be a full-fledged platform that other people can use. And it's one of those solutions where the more you use it, the more value you get out of it because you essentially have all of your past conversations in one central repository. Mm -hmm. So that's when that shift occurred in our mind saying like, this can be a full-fledged business solution for companies. Was there something about the other things that you were building that just didn't feel that way to you? Or did you have other people who saw the concept for Fireflies and and were like, oh my gosh, I have to have this. Like, what was it that triggered that for you? The other products that we worked on, we were just chasing really cool technologies and we wanted to learn how to use an API or learn a new technology that was out there. Mm -hmm. We didn't start with, let's solve this really, really like big problem. We can quantify this problem. It wasn't like that. It was just like, hey, there's this really cool technology, crypto, wallets, like let's go build that. Or Drones. Imagine if like drones could do food delivery. So it was more fascination with the technology. With Fireflies, it's similar. Like we were fascinated by the voice transcription and uh, natural language processing, all that technology there. But the biggest difference was we were trying to solve a problem that we ourselves had, right? Like I had a ton of meetings, I had a ton of conversations. And I wanted my own virtual assistant to help me stay on top of all of my communication. And so it was a personal like burning desire that I had to fulfill for myself and my co-founder had for himself. And so we said, let's just build something that like we ourselves would use every day. And then through that, we realized there's going to be other people that actually would find value from it. Hey, it's Shauna here. I want to take a quick break from this amazing episode to send a free resource your way. Starting up is hard. Whether you're bootstrapping or you've got some funding behind you, you don't always know exactly where to start. I want to fix that. You head to startuprenegades.com right now. You can claim your free business benchmark blueprint. That's a mouthful. It's going to help you set a plan in place so you can create your foundation for growth. And it's free, so why not? Head to startuprenegades.com right now and grab yours. That's a really powerful observation and just the difference between those two things. So talk to me about the early days of Fireflies. So you're building, how are you getting your first customers? Yeah, the early, early days of Fireflies, we actually had quite a few pivots. We were first building a tool on top of email, then we were building chatbots, and then we finally landed on voice because we said all the other sources of communication, you at least have a system of record for it that you can look back to. You can look back to an email you sent two years ago. But with a voice conversation, the moment you leave that meeting room, you forgot what was said. And there's no way for you to recall that information. And meetings are actually very, very expensive. So if you get four people in a room, that meeting could easily cost like a couple thousand dollars worth of someone's time, right? In terms of opportunity cost and how much you're getting paid on an hourly basis. 
So we thought like the ROI was there. The early days of Fireflies, the very, very early days, we were just honestly like trying to build like before we even wrote a single line of code. We said, let's see if someone would even be willing to pay for a service like this. So we'll do a human based service where you can hire a human to take notes for you Mm -hmm. and see how much they're willing to pay. And people were willing to pay a lot of money for that. But we just didn't feel that was scalable. Sure. Like it goes back to that first thing. How can you build something that millions of people can use? We just felt like that wasn't going to be scalable. So we said, okay, let's go figure out how to make the technology work so that you don't need any human. Like the machine itself can transcribe at a very high accuracy. You can have the machine summarize the meetings and you can also have these like meeting notes and things you can review through. You can have a list of bullet points and action items that come after a meeting. So we built out those little, little features really to start with how can we build an AI note taker, right? Today, like Firefly's AI is kind of the prominent when you think about an AI note taker, a lot of people think about fireflies today. Yeah. And it starts with that groundwork we had to do. And the first customers were really people within our circles that we were able to share the product with in a beta, they would start using it. And then the magic is fireflies attends your meetings on zoom and other video conferencing platforms. So As all say, of a sudden, yeah. do they think about fireflies or do they think about Fred? Because I know like right before my meetings get started, I always get an email from Fred. Yeah. So we have Fred uh, fireflies as our mascot. <laughs> so that is like just the name alliteration. So our AI assistant's name is Fred, but the company fireflies, AI fireflies, AI note taker is commonly thought of or referred to. It's similar to how like MailChimp has like their like the monkey mascot. So we kind of have like a similar thing like with uh, Fireflies. It's just Fred. I just I just gave a persona to it like how, you know, Apple has Siri or Amazon has Alexa. Yeah, I love Fred. So let's talk a little bit about scaling. So even before you wrote that first line of code, you are trying to figure out if this is something that people really want. They absolutely do. So now you need to deliver this at scale. How are you doing it? So when we first got out of beta and launched publicly, it was January 2020. And right Mm. after that, in a few months, the pandemic occurred. And all of a sudden, everyone was using video conferencing platforms like Zoom and WebEx and Microsoft Teams. And all of a sudden, the demand grew. And it was like fires all over the place in terms of trying to keep the system scaling. And also, it's a 24-7 operations because Mm -hmm. by the time the meetings are done in the U.S. time zone, Fireflies has to join and process meetings in like other countries. So we had to build this like massive operations, build out a support team that can handle like any issues people were having, rebuild our platform from scratch to be able to handle that sort of volume, optimize our code, our microservices, our integrations, have testing in place. So it's one thing to come up, I think, with an idea and then another thing to find product market fit where you find demand for what you're building. Yeah. And then once you get there, that itself is a very hard hurdle. And that's where a lot of companies struggle. The hardest part after that is execution because you have to constantly keep up to date up to pace what works at 100 users doesn't work at a thousand users what works at a thousand users doesn't work at a million users so you have to keep adjusting and shaping it's a step functional leap every time that you have to uh, work on yeah that's smart and it makes sense from a very high level perspective like founders need to have all of that stuff in mind but i want really want to understand the nitty gritty of growth because you said like the pandemic hit and then there was this big need just because there's a 
big need doesn't mean that people just find you. Did you have some word of mouth program, like product-led growth levers where people were sharing fireflies with others? Were you advertising? Obviously with the pandemic and we all jumped on Zoom, there was this huge need. So the timing was right. But from a growth perspective, what were you doing to actually get in front of the right customers? Word of mouth was probably our biggest channel. Mm -hmm. We didn't spend any money on marketing or advertising. That's brilliant. For the most part, it was all where people see fireflies on a meeting. They're like, Oh, what is this? And then someone also introducing fireflies and saying, Hey, I'm using this AI note taker to take meeting notes, if you're okay with it. If not, I'll remove it from the call because you know, you usually have to have a compliance thing. Right. So even that compliance thing turned into a virality opportunity for people to educate our customers to educate other users or future users about fireflies. People can also get a fireflies recap after the meeting and see the summary and the notes and the transcript before they even sign up. So all of a sudden you're getting value add. So we're big believers in product led growth and self service and allowing the best type of marketing out there is when someone advocates for you and talks on your behalf. So you don't have to like toot your own horn. Other people are talking about how great their experience is with fireflies. And that is really the driver for us. And I think to this day, it's just really the word of mouth uh, occurs through that. I love that. I want to dig even deeper on that because the word of mouth, the kind of virality that you had makes a lot of sense. Just given the time when you were launching, but it wouldn't have been possible if you didn't have, you know, core users who were using it, right? When the pandemic started, who who were then sharing it with others and using it on their meetings. How did you go about finding your very first users? So a lot of the first users were, they were using it in sales meetings or recruiting calls or internal meetings, basically any knowledge worker that works and has meetings and everyone has meetings Mm -hmm. in the workplace. And we were like, hey, you know, you're having a lot of meetings. What if we can just save you at least 30 minutes a day, 45 But how did you find them? Were you doing like outbound, like finding people on LinkedIn and then pitching it to them? Or was it just people in your own personal network? Yeah, it was all within our personal network. And then okay. it just started to spread within from there to other people. So I can give you like an example. There was one user we knew who was in California, like let's say a mutual friend of ours or an acquaintance or someone Mm-hmm. at another startup, like we were at a startup event and we talked about fireflies saying, Hey, you should try this out. They go and try it out. And then they've used it on a meeting with someone in Atlanta, Georgia. And then all of a sudden we start getting more and more users from Atlanta, Georgia, starting to use fireflies because that person brought fireflies to other meetings with other clients and customers. Mm-hmm. And those people ended up bringing fireflies back into a meeting with one of the early users. So now you see it's like a full cycle where the person who started with fireflies is now seeing other people use fireflies. And that creates a compounding effect. And it makes people realize that, oh, wow, they didn't even know who started the fire, but you know, it spread, (laughs) but they're able to see the lights being lit along the way. And so that's how it started growing. And that's how fireflies is being used in over 100 countries today. That's amazing. You kind of beat me to the punch. Like what is going on with Fireflies today? So you've been in business for two and a half, almost three years, right? If you started at the beginning of 2020, where are you at right now? Yeah. So with Fireflies today, 
We actually thought like, hey, this sort of growth we're getting during the pandemic, maybe it's just going to be a pandemic specific because there's a lot of companies Mm -hmm. that slow down after the pandemic, right? Because those tools and solutions don't quite scale after or the need for those isn't quite the same. Like I remember during the pandemic, Clubhouse blew up. It was a very, very popular app that a lot of people spend time on. And it was also another audio app. Right. But what's interesting for us here at Fireflies is that every single one of our metrics is growing faster today than it was during the pandemic at the start of the pandemic. And I think that's full credit to the utility that the platform brings, whether you're in person or remote. And also, as we've built out more features and functionality and created more value, it's no longer like a point solution, but it's an entire platform that people can use. Today, Fireflies, I can have it join meetings across eight different video conferencing platforms instead of just one. It can take notes, it can do all the summarization, it can help me search. And then it can also put all that information into dozens of other applications. Like I can send my meeting notes to Slack afterwards or fill out my Salesforce CRM or save it to Dropbox. And now we've created this ecosystem of integrations and attracts more people to want to use this solution. We released a product that's meant for teams, not just individual users. Mm -hmm. So that was also another change. But yeah, in a sense, like we've had to evolve from this like AI note taker to a full fledged knowledge capture platform. Yeah. And that has been, you know, a very exciting endeavor. Fireflies actually has been brought into meetings at least by one person or more across 70% of the Fortune 500 today. And uh, yeah, it's used in uh, millions of meetings and millions of users and participants see Fireflies on a regular basis and get notes from it. That's quite the evolution and quite the startup story, you know, considering that you launched two years ago. Thank you so much for sharing that with me today. Where can everybody find you online? Yeah, so you can find us on fireflies.ai. That's where you can see our platform and get started and started for free. You can also find us on LinkedIn and Twitter, Fireflies AI. I'm also on social media on Instagram, Chris Ramonini. And I usually share a lot of interesting news updates related to Fireflies and other SaaS related stuff. Awesome. We will check that out. But now you have to answer the big, scary question for me. What does being a startup renegade mean to you? Being a startup founder means that there is a tremendous amount of responsibility Mm -hmm. for your customers, your employees, your team, your investors. And I always say that you're now flying the plane full and it's your job to make sure it lands smoothly every day. So that is a responsibility. It comes with its perks and it also comes with its challenges. So I think you have to treat that with a whole lot of respect And it is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, though, right? Because I don't think people can run at a million miles per hour every single day. There's Mm -hmm. a small period in your life where you'll be able to do it, and you want to make the most of it during that time. Absolutely. Krish, I love it. Thank you so much for being here today. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was this week's episode of Startup Renegades. Thank you so much for joining me and soaking up all that brilliant entrepreneurial knowledge from today's guest. If you want to suggest a founder for a future episode or just want to connect, you can find me on Instagram at shauna.armitage. That's S-H-A-U-N-A dot A-R-M-I-T-A-G-E. And just a little reminder, if you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. It makes 
a huge difference and it's so important for helping the show thrive. I'll be here same time next Tuesday for a raw, honest conversation with another startup renegade. 